that's sort of what David was doing. He was like, I conquered all this stuff. And uh, you're no match for my God. Are you Are you kidding me? You're a giant. You're insulting. I'm taking your head. And I think that we have to get to a point where we have built our our system up to understanding the fear and saying, okay, now it's not going to bother me. I'm just going to walk in my anointing. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Summit Up, brought to you by the Summit Dover. If religion is giving you more questions and answers, you are in the right place. So sit back and open your mind with us. I'm Kyle Schweitzer, and I'm here with Josh All and the man with the answers, Pastor Rob Coburn. How's everybody doing today? We are. <laughs> this is this is just a blast. I mean, last episode of Guest, this episode, we're going to conquer some things. I am so excited to be here. Yeah, um, we're, we're about to have a lot of interesting conversations, that's for sure. Um, Kyle, I'm going to look at you real quick, and I'm going to okay. say, word of the day, a tickyphobia. A tickyphobia. A tickyphobia. Yeah, Obviously, can. it's a fear of something, but I mean, I, I don't know how many of our listeners know right off the bat what a tickyphobia is, because I sure as heck didn't, but uh, it is actually the fear of failure. So I did a little research here, uh, just going to read read a real short thing, so about a tickyphobia, it is the fear of failure. So in the short run, fear of failure influences the types of goals that you pursue, the kinds of strategies that you use to achieve them, and the level of standards you set as indicators of success. When choosing which goals to pursue, people with a higher dose of a tickyphobia tend to focus their efforts more on preventing losses than achieving gains. Where's that hit you? In between the eyes, man, that's, uh, that's pretty crazy. And, uh, so everybody has a dose of a tickyphobia. It's just the greater doses adjust greater. Wow. That's pretty powerful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Jeez. So the, the fear of failure. I'm still processing yeah. this. I, I'm still trying to say, am I saying the word right? Yeah. <laughs> I looked it up. I listened to YouTube. It said a tickyphobia. <laughs> yeah. yeah. At least Google knows. Yeah. Right. <laughs> But uh, it's a real thing. Um, and we've been talking a lot recently about dreams um, and what prevents you from actually taking action for your dreams. And, uh, you know, we, I, we've been talking about a tickyphobia without actually realizing that's what it was called. Um, but there it is. Now we have a word. Now we, have, now now we, we have know what to call it. Yeah. yeah. Can't spell it, but we can talk about it. <laughs> so uh, It will not be in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> but man, we do all deal with it. That That is a true fact that everybody listening has probably in the last 24 hours dealt with a tickyphobia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, it, it, there are so many things in life that we do every day that that this word, this fear of failure has guided us away from making certain decisions because it's active in our life. Yep. And I don't know, I mean, I'd have to look it up. I don't know if it's a different term, but I mean, it could go along with the, the fear of rejection. Mm. So, I mean, it could be as simple as, hey, I want to reach out to, uh, my neighbor, because I know that her mother passed away or something, but I don't really know her that well, but I don't know if she would reject me. So maybe I just don't. And that's that fear of, you know, rejection of failure that it's not going to go well. And it stops you from doing something that you were told to do. Yeah, man. Failure to me can be a vast amount of different things. I mean, like you said, it could be of rejection. It could be of anything that you can think of that would stop you or that you just will fall on your face if you, if you move in that direction. So uh, the, the failure is it maybe it's financially maybe. I mean, so there, there's a lot of things that people can relate with when, when they think, what does it mean to fail? 
at something? You know, it, 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 what is failing? You know, and, and then the fear of that failure. So that's, I mean, to, to define that a little bit. Isn't it just a, a crazy circle that when you fear failure, you automatically fail? Like what, like when you're worried about failing, you're failing. Um, and, and we can see that all throughout scripture. We can see it in our daily lives that we consider, okay, I I'm, I'm fearing a little bit and now I'm failing because I'm not doing what I've been asked to do or compelled to do or whatever, whatever way you look at it. And, uh, and so there are just so many examples that we can draw truth from that, are about this topic. And I think some of them are just so blatant in scripture. Has anybody ever not failed? I Everybody's mean, failed. That's the, so why do we fear it? Because you know what I mean? Like, I'm just, I'm just going to just hit me in the head. Like I'm like, if everyone's has failed at some point at something and on all sorts of different levels, we fear it. But it, you know, what, what have we, can we learn from it? Like what is, I know sometimes in my, in my life, I have feared failure because of what others would think of me. Hmm. So I'm, I'm sure that's a big one. Yeah. Like, a lot of like deal if with. I step out on this limb and do a podcast, uh, what if, what are other people, what, you know what I mean? All those questions come up and that's the fear of failure and the fear of what other people are going to think of you. And when we put value on what other people think of us, we can only rise to the level of their expectations for us or what we assume that they are. That's, that is good. That's good. When I know in business, cause I, I know we talked about this before, even in our last episode about failing. Uh, what did you say, Rob? You said failing, uh, fail fast or fail or, often. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We yeah. got to get used to failing. It's not, it's not something that, uh, should hold you back. It should be something that you see the failure and you say, I'm going to push through it and go to the next thing and fail quickly there. So I learn my lesson and go forward. And then you work into where you succeed because you've learned so much from failure. Right. We, uh, that's what we said. We said, fail fast, succeed fast. Mm-hmm. You right. learn from it. Yeah. Don't, don't fail and then not learn from it. Cause otherwise, what did you say? Fail slow. <laughs> yeah. If you're going <laughs> to not learn anything, just fail slow. Yeah. But, um, but you know, the other thing that we mentioned last time and, and it's really good is that we can get mentors and connect with people to help us not fail as often uh, we can get more success quicker and uh, hence the coaching and all the stuff that people are doing nowadays, but you can actually get in there and, and get past those, those failures. But the fear is the big thing. And uh, when we were talking about what does this look like, it really took me back to a message and some scripture that we've been talking about. And if you go to first Samuel 17 and read the story about David and Goliath and okay, so you got two, two armies ready to battle. And it's just like, the civil war and, and all those different things. There's two sides that are ready to go at it. Um, and what I, what I never understood about this battle is they send one man out. And if you conquer one man, then we're taking all your stuff. Right. And, uh, but it's very interesting that, that Goliath is out there taunting the Israelites and saying, you can't, you can't take me. I'm going to, you know, cut off your heads. I'm going to do all that stuff. Right. And, uh, send your man out uh, to, to take me on one-on-one and whoever wins a battle takes the other people. Right. That's the, the basis for the story, but the battle it, it's two large sides. Okay. And I think that in our lives, we have, uh, two large sides. There's, there's the large thought of success and the large thought of failure and they're at battle every day. 
Okay. And fear resides on the failure side often. It can reside on the success side, but it resides often on the fear of failure. It is a conscious thing that we deal with. I, I think you said that, that it's, it's real. Like it gives mm-hmm. you physical things. And, uh, and so, so the Israelites were looking at something that was real, bigger than life, real in their face. And, uh, and we find through, through the story that the scripture tells us that Saul was sort of just hanging back. <laughs> He's the king. And uh, in times of crisis, kings get labeled whether they succeed or whether they don't. Do they rise to the occasion or do they not? Do they conquer fear or do they just go into failure? And, uh, and so in the story, they're, they're doing that. But on the, on the scene comes David and, uh, you know, shepherd boy and all that stuff. And he walks in, he's bringing dinner and, uh, the, the, the Uber eats guy came, uh, <laughs> David comes with food and, uh, for his brothers and he hears fear. He hears the taunting of fear coming from Goliath. And he looks at all the people on, on the Israelite side and says, what are you allowing to happen? You're allowing this, this loud voice to overtake and make you cower. Who are you? It's like, what are you listening to? What are you listening to? What, what are you allowing to rule your life guys? Because we serve a God who will eat him for lunch. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? We, we serve something so much greater. And I think when we're talking about success and failure, uh, success happens every day, but we don't think about it. Failure doesn't happen as often. And we give the power to that side. We give the power to the loud voice in the room, the fear that's shouting. No, that's, that's a great point. Um, yeah. So you, you're, you're talking about fear of failure, but then you also mentioned that there's fear of success. Mm-hmm. And I just, I looked that up here real quick because, you know, we have a ticky phobia. Um, and then on the other side of things we have, get this, it's called achieve me phobia. Achieve me phobia. Achieve me phobia. Wow. wow. And, and based on Google, which knows all, um, <laughs> <laughs> that achieve me phobia is an unconscious phobia. And it says often an individual is unaware that they have it. So people mm. suffering from achieve me phobia are not able to handle success. And they might go on a spate of self-destructive behavior, uh, could be drinking, drugs, sex, et cetera, and they end up losing everything they have achieved. Wow. So, I, I mean, I think about all the times in life whenever you see, you know, a, a rock star, a movie star, an athlete or something, you say, you know, they were so great. And then and then next thing you know, they, they threw it all away for something. Um, you know, Josh Gordon, why, why you keep smoking pot, you know? And, and, and this stuff comes up and it's real life things. And you say, well, how could they just throw that away? Mm-hmm. And, and according to this, they might not even realize it, but they are afraid of their success. Yes. Yeah, that's that's man, a sad thing. That's yeah, that is so true. And as you're talking, like thoughts are just like people, <laughs> I'm seeing people that have thrown it all mm-hmm. away. Um, and things in my own life that I've thrown away because of the fear of success. Um, you know, man, it just stifles people in different ways. I, I go back to Saul prior to this, first uh, Samuel 10, uh, one of my favorite verses that keeps me on the level with, uh, with not letting the fear of success. He's anointed to be king before this. Uh, they are coming, Samuel's coming to anoint him. They gather everybody together 
and uh, Saul is hiding in the the luggage. It says, it says uh, in verse 22, therefore they inquired of the Lord further, has the man come here yet? Where is he? Is what they're saying. And the Lord answered, there he is hidden among the equipment. There's many times that the fear of success, you will find yourself hiding in the baggage of your previous failures instead of walking into your success. He was anointed to be king before this. They were just coming to make it real. And he's hidden because he doesn't understand all of it. He doesn't see himself there, whatever. We don't know exactly what his thoughts were, but he's hiding in his baggage. He's hiding in the luggage of life. And we can hide in our own baggage and not see the success we're called to Mm, because of the fear of success. So, So a lot of times whenever you might find yourself making excuses, whenever everything is right in front of you, all you got to do is reach out and take it. And then you're making excuses and I'll, I'll, I'll do that next week. Or I, yeah, not today. I just had too much going on or I need to do this, that, and the other before I do that. Whenever the thing you're putting off might be the most important thing, but, and you know it, but you're purposely procrastinating on it. Well, with the procrastination, let me go on that because uh-huh. if I have fear to do something, or, or to uh, uh, summarize a Bible story. If I have fear to do that, uh, just because I might not summarize it right, I'll just say, nah, I'll just let someone else do it because you know they, they know it, they're the expert. I might say it wrong, uh, and, and then I don't want to be quoted wrong uh, in, in saying this. So it, it, it's something that will be, it's inside, and you don't even know that it's happening. You know, sometimes you just, you just automatic, automatically default to say, ah, he, he's better than, it, than I am at that. Let, just let him take that, you know? And, and then, then that's where you're, you, you stunt your ability to go to that next level, uh, just out of fear that you may just be doing by default. You may not even know it's fear. It's just your automatic response. So perhaps that's something that's even on me, you know, and I don't even know it. So it's, it's something to talk about and to, to expound on. Josh, you said in the definition, this is the unconscious side, the fear of success. Yes. Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. unconscious. So what you're describing is probably right on. You're not thinking about it. A lot of times failure, we think about Right. Because you're not thinking, why don't I want to succeed? But you are thinking, why do I not want to fail? Right. So that's why failure is conscious and success is unconscious because you don't realize that you're afraid of it. Right. So how many, how many of you out there that are listening and we're at the table, just nodding at each other? Cause this (laughs) is, this is opening up some, some conversations, but how many of you have, you, you need to write down, you need to put down those things that you have left because of both sides the fear of either one mm-hmm. and, and go back and reevaluate your life in a, in a quick moment and look at those things that have stopped you so that you don't do it again. Yeah. And, and before, before we started talking about the fear of success and we were talking about the feel of fear of failure, you mentioned something along the lines of how are we, or what are we listening to? Sorry. What, what are we hearing in our minds? You know, what voices are we listening to? So that, I mean, I want to kind of build on that too, because I know it, it, it matters what you believe and what you listen to on a regular basis, uh, uh, which could be the feel of fair, failure or success. I think what are you putting in your head? Yeah. Let me just throw one more in there, Rob, before you take off of this one. Um, but you know, not just what kind of voice are you hearing in your head, but are you hearing outside voices as well that are telling you, you can't do that? Or why would you want to do that? That's stupid. Or, 
you know, you're not good enough, you know, to achieve what you're telling, you know, just those kind of voices too. We live in what I believe a, an amazing country. Okay. We right now we're podcasting from the United States and for all of you world listeners, it's well, thank you for joining us. And I'm just going to do an American thing for one second. We have so much promoted to us that is all driven by fear. Um, fear that you won't live up to the Joneses next to you. So you need to buy the, the fancy car fear that, you know, everything around us is sold in fear. And so like you said, what are you listening to? If you have the media on for an hour in a day, you can literally be in the fetal position because they're, they're just pumping fear out all the time. And so we have to be isolated and acknowledge that, that we don't want other people to dictate what we want to do and, and what we're going to do in the future. And we want to be able to listen to what the Lord is saying and allow the Holy Spirit to guide us into the success and into the exact pathway that we need to go. Why do we acknowledge failure far more often than we acknowledge success? Like you said, if you go in, if you succeed every day, there's stuff that you are successful at and you don't, you don't recognize it. You don't, you don't think on that. I was like, Hey, what, what did I do today that I succeeded in? You, you, you could have had a great day, did about 10 or 15 things that you were successful at in your job, but you messed up one. You had a typo. You had a typo that was, that was brought out to you. And that's what you focus on. You're like, man, what a great, I had a great day, a great performance, did everything right. But I, I had one typo in there and that's what's, that's, what's kicking me. You know what I mean? That, that, why do we always focus more on our failure than our successes? Well, if in Ephesians, it talks about putting off the old man, putting on the new man. And I think a fallen nature uh, desires punishment for what we've lost. Um, but when Jesus came, he brought back a kingdom that resides within us. The Holy Spirit is here. And, uh, and that is a different view. And so I think that, that the condemnation part of all this is what our soul, uh, it makes us feel valued even in the negative that I, I'm going to pull that on me. And I don't have a great answer for it, but that's just what hit me is that our, our fallen nature is, is expecting punishment. Mm. <laughs> and so we, we go toward that. Um, but in reality, God always wants the best for us and he's pulling for that. He's pushing for that. And we, when we focus on the negative, we're actually eliminating what he paid for because we're not succeeding in the way that he wants us to. Mm. Yeah. Um, just something you just said made me, made me think, um, you know, so I come from the background of, I was, I, I was always walking with God, but never really, uh, trusting enough to just shut everything else off and say, what do you, what do you want me to do? What am I, what am, what am I to do? Rather, I was always trying to control everything, right? I just wanted, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to make it, this is my plan. I'm going to do it this way and all that. And then I can just let all the listeners out there know that when, when I finally had my realization and I stopped doing life on my own and I, and I just got silent and said, God, what do you want me to do? What, what am I supposed to do? That's when everything changed. And it does, it does work. He does talk to you. I would, uh, thank you. <laughs> Seriously, thank Seriously, you for, yeah. for sharing that because I, I believe, Josh, there are many listeners in that same boat where, um, you know, take a pause 
listen, you know, ask God, where, where do I need to be? What am I need to be doing? I know we've been talking about dreams and we've been doing this and that's where fear can kind of paralyze us or cripple us from moving forward. But what you shared is it was when you stopped, paused, listened that where, where the change began and you were, you were able to get rid of the obstacles and move forward. Yeah. And that's, that's what helps fear. Uh, moving forward, you know, for anybody listening, I just, I, seriously, if, if you stop and you ask God, what, what am I supposed to do? What do you want me to do? What, what, what am I to do? And, and you hear that and you feel that and you acknowledge it, there will still be fear moving forward on your dream, but that fear is much easier to push aside because you know that you are doing what God has called you to do. And that fear is from the enemy and, and it has no place. It just has no place. I remember hearing a, a quote and I don't remember exactly who it was, but they said that they could endure anything that it comes at them. If they have a word from God, exactly. If, if yes. they have a word that this is what I'm called to do, fear, doubt, all that stuff can come against them, but they will succeed because they have a word that they can hold on to. And God is always speaking to us. It's just, do we have our, our tuner turn, <laughs> tuned into his frequency? And oftentimes there's all this static in the world and we get tuned into the static instead of the, the actual signal. And when we tune into the signal and we get the right signal and we're concentrated in hearing him, and that only comes, as you said, Kyle, that only comes by pausing and, and getting in a quiet space. Everybody needs to have a closet somewhere. Everybody needs to have a quiet space where they go, they read the word, they listen, um, don't talk that much. <laughs> He's talking. Don't talk that much. Just listen and allow him to, he knows what's on your heart. Uh, he is, you need to express it to him. Yes. But listen to him. He's a good dad. He's a good dad and he wants the best for us. And we have to pause and allow him to shape who we are. You think about David prior to the whole David and Goliath deal, right? He got his skill by being in the presence of the Lord and he killed animals and he did all this stuff, which trained him up to be able to deal with the situation, but he only got it because he was specifically focused on being in the presence. So we have to get in the presence, tune into the right frequency, throw off the old man and walk into our destiny. So I think that's what, I mean, what are you listening to? Mm -hmm. That, that mm -hmm. is answering that question because again, what, what Pastor Rob just said is is when you tune in, when you listen, and and, and everybody hears things differently too. I mean, you, it's not an audible voice all the time. And, and it's just like, it, it's kind of some quiet, you know, sensation that you get um, when you're, when you're listening and when you hear. So it's, it's different for everybody. So that don't, don't go expecting, you know, something that, you know, that's a great point. Yeah. No, continue that. This is important. Yeah. And, and it, it just depends on how you just, when you're quiet and you listen and that's, that's, what's going to build uh, the foundation for your dream and, and get you to the destiny that's called. Right. So like when I, yeah, and you're right. It, I'm sure it's different for everyone. And we haven't really talked about this yet. And I'm sure we'll touch on it. Maybe we'll dive into it at a, at a later point. But, you know, when I when I say that, you know, get quiet, ask God, what what am I supposed to do? It was not a it was not a text message into my brain. It was not a, you know, a, a voice that said, do this. I mean, <laughs> it was a, it was honestly a calm understanding on my part that I just I just understood 
what I had in front of me, the, the different resources and connections that had been uh, coming into my life and, and uh, just that sudden realization, understanding that, oh, I'm supposed to take everything that I have here and I need to connect these dots. And then once I figured out what the connection was, that was my word from God. And so, I, you can go ahead. So what was the turning point in that for you? Um, well, I, I think I said this on an earlier show. I went, it was weird how it all worked out. Went to my financial advisor yeah, and he gave mm-hmm. me a book and, and, and the book taught me things about, about finances that I didn't understand or, or never knew before. And I'm like, wow, this is a whole different world of, of, of thinking that I never really thought of before. And the, the guy who wrote the book was, uh, he's strong in his Christianity and he brought a lot of that into the, into the book and about how like his walk with God and then helping understand certain things. And, and I'm like, well, wh- what am I missing here? Cause I just, all of a sudden I started to feel this disconnect um, mm-hmm. about, and, and some of the stuff he talked about was trying so hard to control things whenever you need to be giving control to God and letting God take you where you need to go rather than trying to go there yourself. So that's when I started saying, okay, I, I'm missing the boat on a lot of things in my life and I need to figure out what it is. Well, Josh, and we had a conversation uh, previously and it, and it was like, you started to evaluate how you got here. So all the things that started, uh, oh, so that's why I had that. And I, that's why I did this. And that's why I met him. And that's why we're doing this. And, and you start evaluating the past and it's like, okay, so I, I'm, uh, you know, I'm 32 years old. So I, I evaluate, how did I get to this day? You know, with all of my failures, with all of my successes, with everything that I've done, how, you know, how is this lining up to yeah, I get think that's me a here? Good point. Look at your life as a roadmap. And, and, and follow the map and, and identify the key milestones and the key turning points of the road and say, okay, at the, at the time when I was in that training, I thought, well, this is stupid. This point I'm not getting anything out of this. And now two years later, you look at it and say, well, I met these five people during that training. And because of those connections, now look at what I have of, you know, that I'm doing it had nothing to do with the training itself, but it had everything to do with the connections I made while I was there. I want to take that a little deeper as you go through and mark out those guideposts in your life. Look at the fear, go back and remember the fear Mm -hmm. that helped you make that decision the way you made it and determine that you're not going to allow fear to overrule your life. You're going to slay the fear dragon and move forward and get to where, uh, you can identify it. It, it's, it comes at you and you're like, Oh, that's what it is. Okay. (laughs) Move on. I've already been there, done that. And that's sort of what David was doing. He was like, I conquered all this stuff and uh, you're no match for my God. Are you, are you kidding me? You're a giant. You're insulting. I'm taking your head. And I think that we have to get to a point where we have built our, our system up to understanding the fear and saying, okay, now it's not going to bother me. I'm just going to walk in my anointing. And, and Rob, correct me if I'm wrong, but if we, you know, fear is kind of around Okay. It's around and we have a choice whether we're going to, you know, pick it up or not. Um, and I, and I will be brutally honest. I would say that I, and I lead worship at the summit and I would say, you know, every stinking time I'm about ready to get on that stage, I have, uh, you know, stage fright of some sort or, or some kind of this, this, like I'm nervous about getting, I'm doing this for 20 years, you know, uh, uh, of, of playing on a worship team of some sort of a capacity. Why every time do I have this little, little fear of, of getting on there? And then, but when I get up there, I we overcome it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cause well, it's going to start, 
right? They're not, <laughs> you know, I gotta get up there. Um, and, and then, but once you go, let go and, and, and just begin, then it just falls off and, and dissipates. So it's like, well, why is that kind of on a, I mean, maybe I'm not the only one that experienced, maybe I am, I don't know, but maybe I'm not the only one that might experience this kind of on a regular basis. That's something you have to overcome, uh, naturally or, or, or over and over again. I think that fear is always there and you have a choice to pick it up or not. There are people that won't get on the stage, even though they're gifted and talented like you, because they've given into the fear. They don't just get up and push through fear. Uh, this today on my phone, as I was looking at, I was, I was looking at the reminders, Google sends you those great pictures of like what happened five years ago. Well, three years ago today, I climbed the incline in Colorado and uh, close to Colorado Springs. And it was one of those things that I wanted to do. I didn't know if I could do it. Fear was all over it. And I, and I accomplished it and I pushed through the fear to get to where it was. I believe that that was because I had someone there with me coaching me. Don't go too fast here. It seems easy. You're going to get to another point. And I think that that's another thing. We are better together. And so in this walk, in this journey to, to conquer fear, we have to do it together with other people who have done it before. The person who went with me has done it multiple times and had the, the keys to not expending all the energy at the bottom and saving some for the top. And I think that we have to walk with people like that, but fear is always there. Are you giving it credit? Mm. Are you picking it up? Are, are you acknowledging it and moving past it? Or are you picking it up and pausing? Because the longer you pause in fear, it just continues to pile. Yeah. And I think the fear, since it is always there, I mean, it seems like the sooner that you acknowledge it and, and fight through it, the better off you're going to be. Because if you, if you try to, if you try to act like it's not there, you might just hold yourself up even longer, but just acknowledge it. Say, okay, this is the fear. And like you said, understand why it's there. And that'll help you get past it. Because if you understand why you're afraid of something, you're more likely to understand how you can get past it and, and not be afraid of it. And I think you said something important, you know, recognize it, acknowledge it. Um, it, it don't be afraid to say, no, 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 that's not of me. You know, that that's something on the outside that's affecting me. I'm not receiving that. And that's, you know, that's going to hit, that's going to stop me from doing what I need to do today. So mm -hmm. it's like recognizing it, recognizing what fear feels like, recognize what maybe something that you're struggling with feels like, you know, you, you know, when you begin to go down that road, there's kind of signs there, there's little feelings that you can say, eh, this might not be the where I need to go. And uh, fear could be one thing. And it could be just anything else. So recognize those signs and, and, um, don't allow them to carry you off the path that you're on. And I think that that, what you said, just, it's okay to recognize it. It's okay to acknowledge it because if you ignore it, then that's when it could just overtake you. And you try to just say, no, 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 it's not that, but. Well, let's just turn it. Let's take fear and let's just say sin for a moment. What is that pathway to making that choice to sin. Once you identify it and you don't pick it up and you don't walk down that path anymore, sin becomes that specific sin becomes non-existent in your life anymore. You know, whether, whatever it is, it, it, there's a trigger that gets you there and there's a trigger to fear. Um, and we have to be able to, to identify it and walk through it. As you said, there was a wise person on the last episode, her name was Caitlin. And she said, I will never allow myself to say no to something out of fear. And 
that statement alone is something that takes out all the enemies of, of life when it comes to fear. I'm going to examine fear. I'm going to know what fear looks like. I'm going to, I'm going to know why I make the choices that I make. So many people walk through life and just make choices and they don't understand the background of the choice. So I sat and I ate all that stuff at 1130 at night watching TV because I was nervous and fearful about tomorrow. Mm, You know what I mean? But I made the choice to eat 3000 calories because of that. Or, you know, I didn't go run the marathon because I was afraid of whatever it is. We make choices. We got to stop just doing life Mm. and start analyzing why we're making choices and, and how fear is affecting us. Yeah. And that brings up a quote that I heard, um, not too long ago. Um, and it was very simple. It's a very simple way to live your life. And it is live your life intentionally. Everything you do, do it with intention. Don't just, don't just do things off the cuff that you, you know, you have no idea why you're doing them. Like you just said, just, you're just making choices for the sake of it. Live your life intentionally. You know, if you're, if you're going to make a, a decision to do something, why are you making that decision? What's the purpose of it? And, and if you live your life with intention, you can, you can cut out and it, it becomes much easier to say, okay, fear, step aside because I'm doing these things intentionally and I know why I'm doing them. And I believe that's through dreams that we've yes. been talking about. It's connecting yourself to your destiny. And, and when you're on that path to your destiny by listening to the dreams and, and, and bypassing the fear and getting on that track, um, that's, that's when things start lining up. Like we just said earlier, it's like, it is it, something just clicks when you align yourself to your destiny path. And we need to do episode on what destiny means. We need to <laughs> define yeah. some of these terms that we're using, because I believe that once we get connected to that destiny, to, to our call, by fulfilling these dreams in our lives, one after the other, and it's snowball effect and we're getting there. I believe that is what will all sorts of things are gonna fall off our life automatically that are hindering us and keeping us back from doing what we're supposed to be doing. Yep, and I think that's what we'll do next time, guys. Let's define some of these terms for everybody so that we can all be on the same page because it goes back to what we talked about earlier, understanding, right? If, we, if, if you have a firm, solid understanding of what all of this means, and you can really start to see your life in a whole new view and, and it's God's view. Yeah. And I want you to say those two words again, real quick. What are the two terms? Oh, I'm sorry. A, a ticky phobia. That's I believe. okay. A ticky phobia, fear of failure. Okay. And then we have achieve me phobia, fear of success. Well, I just want to say that everyone out there listening may those two words not affect you hmm. in the decisions that you're about to make because now you know, and knowledge is power, and and you know that these things are out there. Now we've given them a, a word associated with it. Yeah. You've, you've felt it your whole life, but now you've got a word associated with it, and you can go and say, I'm not allowing that to happen anymore. Amen, I think that is that is powerful. So to all of our listeners, please slay that fear dragon. Mm, yeah. Just take it down. Don't let it stop you anymore. We'll be back next time. Uh, Looking forward to talking with you.